Hello, babes, and welcome to Coffee and Tequila, the show for people who love stories and love storytelling. My name is Zach. My name is Alistair. And we're here to put on a little razzle-dazzle of a show for you. As always, <laughs> this episode is kindly being sponsored by Helix Sleep, and we'll let you know a little bit more about them a little bit later on in the episode. But first... Uh, you're listening to this on a Monday, because it's a Monday morning show. Uh, yesterday was, we got two holidays yesterday. Yes. Yesterday was Juneteenth for anybody who celebrates. We don't celebrate, it's not really our holiday, you know. It's not for us. Um, but if, we hope if you do celebrate it, that you had a fantastic day. Exactly. You, you got the day off today. We really hope you did. Um, it was also Father's Day. It was. And uh, did you call your dad? We I haven't did. talked about Father's Day all day. I did. I called my dad and we had a lovely conversation. Huh. What about you? I was, I'm surprised you actually called your dad. How are sometimes. you surprised? He's either busy with work or That's he forgets true. True. sometimes, and it just, things happen like that. Things happen like that. Um, well, I saw some stuff on social media about Father's Day, and I was like, ooh, is it today? We just didn't even talk about Father's Day all day. Yeah, I've been thinking about it all day, though. Why have you been thinking about it? Um, why? Um, I don't know. I feel bad. So, if you kept up with our journey, we, I don't have a relationship with my dad anymore. I think this might be the third Father's Day. That you don't wish him happy Father's Day? I think so. This is like the third consecutive Father's Day that I haven't really celebrated Father's Day. Um, I, I, yeah, I, I kind of cut off a relationship with my dad. I don't have a relationship with him. He, we're estranged. Uh, I, I, we coexist. Um, and so I don't really tell him happy Father's Day, but I've been thinking about it all day. And it was like the same with the other two years that I didn't really celebrate it and I didn't tell him happy Father's Day. I, I just feel like an asshole, you know? I'm very sound in my decision to like not have a relationship with him, but I still feel bad like i feel like i should have said something i was hoping all day in the group chat that like nobody was gonna say anything that nobody was gonna like i because i'm sure they told him individually but i was hoping like in the group chat that they weren't gonna like start spamming with big happy thing. father's day because then i'd be the asshole who didn't say anything you know um but well, i think it's fair you know like if you don't view your relationship with if you don't view if you don't your view relationship. your relationship with him as a relationship with the father then I think it's fair for you not to wish him Happy Father's Day. Uh, yeah. I mean, again, so. I feel sound in that decision. But there's also, like, all the great thing about social media is you can connect with people, right? And so there's a bunch of people on social media today saying it's a really hard day for them. They either don't have their father in their life or they don't have a relationship with their father. Either way, they don't have a relationship with their father. Um, and, you know, people are saying it's a hard day sometimes, you know. Um, some people, some queer people are just disowned by their fathers. And, you know, it just... You know, not everybody gets to celebrate Father's Day. And the same with Mother's Day, too, you know? Yes. so Well, it, it's interesting because I saw a lot of discourse on social media about that. And a lot of business owners were talking about, hey, you know, I'm a cake maker, uh, but I make a bunch of stuff, you know, for Mother's Day. Never anything for Father's Day. Yeah. Or like, oh, I'm a restaurant owner. We get a lot of reservations for Mother's Day, but never for Father's Day. Where, like, you see that Father's Day is, I mean, Mother's Day is celebrated much more, I guess, mm. than Father's Day usually is. And I wonder if that's because, you know, uh, usually uh, the mother is the, I would, I would say the lead parent or the a lot of times the single mother. Y'all, we have figured out who is the cause for this country going to hell in a handbasket, the cause for poverty, hunger, uh, school shootings. The reason you haven't seen your Neopets in years. Exactly, exactly. It's all the drag queens. Um, we figured it out. The drag queens are, are to blame for 
All the problems in this country. Yes, yes. And I'm so happy that Republican lawmakers are proposing a ban on drag queens in the presence of minors. And it's really cool that they are shifting... Uh, something that's like gun legislation to yeah. something that's more important. Really. Oh, we got to yeah, talk about uh, that for a second. I didn't even have that open notes, but that is absolutely what's going on here. Um, and I hope everybody else has been paying attention to that, that the gun debate has been the hot topic for the past, you know, little while because we had all of those consecutive shootings that really brought that back up, especially the shooting in Uvalde. Um, and that was that was the hot button topic. And now now the narrative is being shifted and we need to talk about the drag queens. And that is absolutely purposeful. Right. Yes. These drag queens were not on nobody's radar. And now because we don't they don't want you talking about taking away the guns or re- legislate or like, you know, restricting gun access. Uh, they, they want you to talk about the drag queens. And so that's what everybody's doing now. Right. Rile up the LGBTQ community mm-hmm. during pride. That is that is the way to do it. Well, also, like I have noticed so much stuff during during pride you know that's mm-hmm. happening right now where where they'll be like take back the rainbow yeah or there's like a this whole book thing you know where, where they're trying to take the gay books out of libraries by checking out all the books people are mad at the queers right now they're yeah. mad at the queers they do not like the queers to be proud at all um legislators in, in in texas florida arizona there's a bunch of them but texas florida and arizona are primarily leading the pack here ron DeSantis uh, is threatening to have child protective services investigate parents who take their kids to drag shows florida republican anthony sabatini he tweeted breaking drag sex shows aimed at children have come to florida i will be proposing legislation to charge with a felony and terminate the parental rights of any adult who brings a child to these perverted sex shows aimed at florida kids when will the sexualization of children stop? Um, and then you have you have a uh, Texas Republican representative Brian Slate also proposing a ban on shows with kids there. Uh, drag shows are no place for a child. I would never take my ch- children to a drag show. I will be filing legislation to address this issue in the new Texas ledge. Arizona State Senator Vince Leach told NPR he has heard more and more from parents complaining about drag shows witnessed by children, and he is now drafting legislation to do something about it. It's a drag on society. These performers are, in my view, disgusting. These kids are looking at something they'll never be able to get out of their minds. We don't allow kids into strip joints. We don't allow them into X-rated movies. So it's foreign to me why we allow this to go on. It's it, it's an interesting topic because they're also like uh, equivocating drag shows up to like going oh, to of strip course. clubs, of course, uh, up, yeah. uh, up to you know going to, going to see X-rated or R-rated movies, uh, and where like. I will say I've definitely been to some very adult drag shows, mm-hmm. uh, but those were at like nightclubs at night. You yeah. know, that was like not a, it was an obvious 21 and over kind of like club place. Or even 18 and older, right? Like yeah. It's just, um, okay, let's, let's kind of get into it a little bit. Is that there's always the label perverted perversion, the, uh, uh, all this verbiage that is, uh, what else, what else do we have? It's, um, risque sex sexual deviancy deviance disgusting uh, disgusting all of these sort of labels that get put on like sections of the lgbtq community right um to prove why they shouldn't be a part of this society and that we need to ban them and this is just extending to every part of the lgbtq community at some point you know um and right now it's the drag queens are the ones who are being aimed at they're, they're the big war on drag queens we don't have a war on drugs we have a war on drag queens well it's interesting because it's yeah, I, I think there's a big pushback because drag queens have been, especially with like big shows like RuPaul's Dragways, mm-hmm. dra- Dragways, 
drag race have been like very normalized in media. It's hit the mainstream, in, in, you know, in like the last 10 or so or even more years. And um, now we're having like uh, drag queens like host different events, you know. Yeah. And I think that this is uh, becoming too much. It, it probably well. I mean, again, again, nobody was talking about this before, right? It, it was when the gun topics came up and were a hot debate. That's when now that everybody's talking about it. And the argument is that uh, kids should not be exposed to drag queens because drag queens are inappropriate and perverted, and this is perversion. And if you, as an adult, want to go and take yourself and expose yourself to this perversion, then you it are will welcome to kids. But kids are we're just like we're over sexualizing children by taking them to drag shows. Um, there's a lot of examples that have been put out there lately. There, you know, conservatives are using a lot of video evidence of drag shows and kids at drag shows um, to kind of prove their point. I do have a video I kind of want to go over. This is a a more recent one that's been in the in the conversation here recently. So, so what's that place called? That is at Hamburger Mary's in uh, Grand Rapids, Michigan. I think I think Hamburger Mary's is a is a chain of gay friendly uh, restaurants. So was that because you do see a lot like drag mm-hmm. brunches where like uh, yeah and, and stuff like that. Hamburger Mary's. Well, at that point, so like I see it and I I, I can. It's see... inappropriate. The, the outfit's inappropriate, but like. So, so this is kind of where I'm thinking. Yeah. Right? It's like it looks like when she comes up upon you know, comes upon this kid that she's like surprised there's a kid there, or like didn't expect a kid to be sitting right there, and like covers herself up, and yeah. it looks like it looks like a surprise moment, right? So is that telling me that this was a because this is what this is the argument. This is a video that a lot of conservatives are using to kind of make their argument. And they're like, this is family friendly drag brunch. This is what they want your kids to see. Um, that doesn't look like family friendly. That wasn't. That looks like I'm looking at all of the people in the background, and there's a bunch of adults there, right? And the kid is very clearly like being like is not standing out a bun- uh, uh, in a bunch of adults, right? And she comes upon the kid, and she kind of covers herself up because she's a little bit shocked that the kid's there. That's what it looks like to me. You know, it. Uh, this this is. I, I tried to find whether this was labeled as a family-friendly drag brunch. Mm-hmm. And there's no word that it says it was a family-friendly drag brunch. It was not It was not advertised as a family-friendly drag brunch. Um, I think that... So I guess the question is, who is... I guess we, should, we can ask this question. Who is responsible for your kid being able to see a drag show or not being able to see well, a drag show, right? I think it, as a Does parent, that responsibility fall on the drag queen? Does it fall on the, the place uh, promoting the event or the parent? It depends. So uh, I think for the parent, if you're concerned about stuff, obviously do your research, mm-hmm. ask questions. If you're going into a drag brunch, you know, if and you're concerned about it, and you know it might not be family friendly, ask a waiter, ask people going in. At the same time, like if you're a performer, if you're a drag queen performer, you obviously dress and perform to whatever event it's gonna be. So if that drag queen was doing a library story time, they probably wouldn't be wearing and performing the same way as they are at at an adults only event. I did ask a couple drag queens that I'm friends with and, and they say that, yeah, usually event to event, they, they know what they're going to do and they know what event they're about to do and the people who hire them know what kind of drag queen they are, right? Yeah. So they either like maybe tone down the, the performance or they, you know, it's for adults and they're, you know, if you're taking your kid to a drag performance, uh, you have to understand that that 
might be inappropriate, right? And you, as the parent, I think, are the responsible party for deciding if that's appropriate for a kid or not. You know, something like that might not be responsible or might not be appropriate for a kid. And that is on that parent right there. I don't want to see, but like, here's the thing is like, it gets spun as this drag queen perverting this, this child, right? The parent took their kid to that. Their parent was sitting there laughing while their kid was, you know, looking at that. And the drag queen was a little bit mortified that the kids was like sitting there seeing these like, you know, silicone titties (laughs) bopping all the way around, you know? Um, It's not up to the drag queen. It's not up to the place to... Uh, to parent your kid, I'm sorry, it's just not. You're the you're the parent. That's that that is up to you. I, I would say the place does have like if if you're gonna make it family friendly, put family friendly. Well, that's the if thing. If it's gonna be an 18 and over, yeah. 18 and over. That's like a very simple thing to like. That is the advertise. that is kind of the thing here is that um, there are there are drag brunches that are labeled family friendly drag brunches, mm-hmm. and I've seen videos of those, and I don't think those look all that inappropriate. Well, and there's uh, a reason why they're labeled family friendly because they want people it to be appropriate for people of all ages to come yeah. and enjoy themselves. And so they're they're actively labeling that family friendly, right? Mm-hmm. And then if something went wrong at that, then that is on them, right? Because they are labeling it as family friendly and they are inviting families. But this event was not label was not inviting families. This was just a drag show, you know? Well, it, and so it, it's also funny how this is being spun around in terms of like People are acting like they're suddenly, you know, they're just going to go to brunch and suddenly there's going to be a drag queen there twerking yeah. on them. Like you have to actively decide to go to a family friendly drag brunch in order to like go to a family family friendly drag brunch. Yeah. You know, and I think that this this idea that we're just all, you know, the drag queens, I guess, at the moment are out to really pervert, uh, per, pervert children, children and and. and so over sexualize the children. It's the queers. It's just, the queers are. It's always are the queers. It it's their always, agenda, and it's so tiring, you know. Um, and it doesn't even matter what they're doing, right? Because there's a there's, let's get let's get a little bit more G rated, right? There's a there is an organization called the Drag Queen Story Hour that does drag queens reading stories to little kids, mm-hmm. and I don't know. Let's look it up. Let's see. Let's see what they're wearing in these. Um, I think we'll go ahead and I'll screen record too. So let's just kind of go through some of these images real quick. The very first one, uh, she's just wearing like a silver like top. I don't see any like cleavage out or anything like that. Girl dressed. Yeah. The next one is basically dressed in a sack. Um, it's just, you know what I'm saying? Dressed, dressed in a sack. <laughs> that's what it looks like a burlap sack. You know what it looks like to me as I'm scrolling through this and looking at all of this is it looks flamboyant. It doesn't look inappropriate. Risque. It looks like, you know imaginative dress up and like you know flamboyant dress up almost like you know if somebody were if a woman dressed up as a as a character from a storybook and it was like included glitter and fairy wings and all of this these these different types of you know accessories um would they be getting the same pushback it kind of looks like some of them are are dressing to the story to the story exactly like that's kind of what drag queens do anyway is that they're They're they're, storytellers exactly but i'm not seeing a bunch of inappropriate behavior here i'm seeing drag queens sitting on like a chair with a a kid's storybook you know but this is this is also an event that is you know gotten a lot of pushback from conservatives and conservative parents saying that kids should not be there sitting in front of these drag queens while the drag queens are reading a story to them because it will pervert them what part of i I just want to know what part of that is is 
Perversion. It's perverted. Yeah. There's a there were there were Proud Boys. <laughs> Shut up to a California one just just last week. Um there's there was a drag queen story hour going on in California and the Proud Boys showed up and they were hurling insults and harassing this drag queen, calling this drag queen a bunch of different names that we won't list here, but you know, really derogatory Really uh, disgusting names. Disgusting names. And who who Okay. So in that situation, who is causing more trauma to the child? What's them? And it, it, exactly. It, it, and, and they had to like call the cops. They had to like get all the children and the and everybody working there into a room to feel safe. Yeah. You know, because they felt like they were being um, attacked and like the Proud Boys. Like I'm not seeing a lot of pride there. Where's the pride? <laughs> proud Boys. Where's your pride? Where's your pride? Yeah. Okay, you should be exactly. the proudest of all of us. Yeah. So I think the question just goes back to like whose responsibility is it to parent your kid? Is it you or is it the drag queen? Because drag queens are sometimes inappropriate, you know? Um, and I think the drag queen is intelligent enough to know which event they're at, whether they're at a, a, a nightclub at 2 a.m. doing a drag performance, you know, to an Ariana Grande sex song, or, uh, you know, a family-friendly drag brunch that is labeled family-friendly drag brunch, you know? This kind of goes back to, like, pop stars, right? Is drag queens are kind of like pop stars in front of your kids, you know? Oh, yeah, if you're, you're taking, about this, right? We let our kids see all these pop stars, um, which conservatives, you know, they, they to be fair, they have, they have pushed back on that as well. You know, Britney Spears, I remember when Britney Spears came out, like, everybody thought she was so inappropriate, right? And they all were giving her so much crap for being so inappropriate. They're, uh, she even did a Diane Warrior interview and Diane Sortier asked asked her um well you know uh do you think you're too inappropriate for for your young fans do you think you're setting a bad example you know it's a really hard to be a parent in this country and Britney Spears says you know basically I'm I'm not their parent I'm you know change the channel it's not my responsibility it's not my responsibility change the channel and it's kind of true, right? Like, this is a performer. This person is doing a job. This pe- person is at an event to do their job. And you as the parent need to decide if that is appropriate for your child or not, you know. Um, I wouldn't have taken my kid to see that drag performance, you know. that The one that the, the, the one video we watched. watched. I just wouldn't have. It just well, looked, yeah. that looks too inappropriate for a kid. Um, it would have been up to me to decide that and take my child out of that situation or just not take them at all, you know. Um and I think there will be people who disagree with that and you know, say, oh, well, what's what's appropriate for children? And this is not inappropriate for It's just I think that comes down to you as a parent, right? I'm not a parent. Um, I don't have a child. But if I did. Uh, we do. Oh, we do. And Brando. Our Frenchie, Brando. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. And there ain't going to be no titties shaking in his face, right? <laughs> but if I took him to a drag brunch labeled as a family-friendly drag brunch, actively promoted as a family-friendly drag brunch, then... That'd be fun. Responsibility kind of falls on, you know, the the place at the time, right? But again, I don't see a bunch of debaucherous behavior going on at a family-friendly drag brunch. I I feel like we're making a lot of noise when there's nothing there right now. Um, And and if there's issues, it seems to be more isolated. Yeah. Um, And uh, that could be taken care of. Um, Yeah, that's that's my thoughts on this. Mm. Now it's time to tell you all a little bit about our sponsor for today's episode, Helix Sleep. Helix is a premium mattress and a box company that makes beds to fit your unique sleep style. I woke up this morning and I had had the best sleep of my life on our Helix Sleep mattress. On no, our Helix no, Sleep mattress. No less. Um, I really did though. I like woke up in such, in such a good mood and I woke up 
like you know when you hit that perfect spot of like the sheets are just cool enough you wake up and the pillow is just cool enough and your mattress is like the spot you're sleeping on the mattress is just cool enough and i just felt like that and i like rolled myself over like it's it just like again. oh it was just so good it was so good it was a really good sleep last night what's interesting because i I got a really bad sunburn. Yeah, it's gnarly. And usually, it's super hard for me to sleep after I get a sunburn. But I'll tell you, in this mattress, which feels cool already, and the sheets we have, which are Helix sleep sheets. And pillows, we, man. And pillows. Oh, we're spokespeople. It felt cool enough that I was comfortable enough to have a good restful full night's sleep. Yeah. Helix knows that everybody is different and everybody has their own unique needs. And so they've made a sleep quiz that'll match you with your perfect mattress based on your needs. I am an all over sleeper. Alistair is more of a side sleeper. He likes a firm mattress. I like, uh, you know, more medium. We took the quiz together and we got the midnight mattress. One of the best parts about Helix is that they deliver the mattress right to your door for free. It comes rolled up in a box and is super easy to set up yourself. And if it makes you nervous to buy something online that you haven't tried, Helix has a 100 night sleep trial. So you get more than three months make sure that you absolutely love it and if you don't they'll pick it up for you and you'll get a full refund now if you're anybody you know is in the market for a new mattress and you think that helix sounds right for you you can go to helixsleep.com tequila where you can get up to 200 dollars off of your mattress and two free pillows he's waiting for that <laughs> and we're back Yes, so I've been watching the last two episodes. So I watched the last two episodes of Miss Marvel, and let me tell you, this is the best uh, show from Disney Plus since WandaVision. Since WandaVision? Okay, since so not, WandaVision. it's not best in WandaVision. Then. I have not watched Miss Marvel. I've been hearing a bunch of praise yes. from it, but I have, you, I have you, not. You've decided you're done. Uh, After Moon Knight, you're like, uh, listen, I'm not coming back to it. There's just a lot of content. Again, I think I talked about this in our last episode, is that there's a lot of content to try to keep up with. And Miss Marvel is a just, it's another Marvel show, and Marvel just never lets up on our necks. They're always, <laughs> they're always having something out. And it's hard. It's difficult to keep up. My birthday do you know that uh thor love and thunder's coming out on my damn birthday you know what i have to go see on my fucking birthday chris hemsworth butt. chris hemsworth butt which is fine but <laughs> that's for you <laughs> but to be fair the last time the uh when halloween kills came out it came out on his birthday so we, <laughs> we had to go see halloween that's what well, i'm that's saying true, baby we need to Was switch he? our birthdays i really am i i yeah, i yes, believe that I this is 30 so much sooner he should be a july 7th baby and no. i can be october 14th october 14th mm-hmm. yeah we'll have to switch it after i turn 30 um but so did you know that so right now miss marvel has a 95 percent uh rating which is the highest disney plus show and it matches uh the other marvel show agents of shield was agents of shield is the highest rated yeah um marvel show up until now because they're now sharing uh, the rating. That's crazy, but also just kind of counter that. Miss um, Marvel was the least watched Marvel show on Disney yes. Plus. It is not pulling in the audience, and I wonder you know, what what is the factor for that. What's the reason? I, I for think that? there's several factors. Okay. I think uh, one, it's aimed at a younger audience, and I think is a, it a, does a, it read a, does it read a lot younger? It, it reads younger, but it's okay. super accessible. Um, and I think that also it's Obi-Wan's fault. <laughs> because, oh, that was probably well, a bad idea to premiere it alongside yes, Obi-Wan. Because right? they've been putting out Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan's good. They've, they've been putting Obi-Wan's out all the good. Star Wars shows and the Disney shows on the same day. Yeah. When I have no clue why they're not breaking up the days for that. Mm. Because then it gives everybody time to uh, both enjoy both the shows, you know, because that's two hours of content. Yeah. You know, after work 
not everybody's going to do that. And so I think it was a horrible idea for Disney to do this. And I think it gave them, uh, put them in a bad place, but it's gotten really good ratings. I re- I've really loved the first two episodes and, um, it's also been appraised, uh, by people in Pakistan. It's actually going to cinemas in Pakistan. So they're doing the first oh, really? two episodes, then the next, uh, three and four, and then five and six That's really cool. on cinemas because yeah. they're all so excited about it. Not only that, but Malala, mm. uh, praised it as well. She sent a postcard to Disney and Disney posted it, uh, to their Twitter. And it, she says this, it is not every day that I turn on the TV and find a character who eats the same foods, listens to the same music or uses the same Urdu phrases as me. Uh, what what a joy to see Miss Marvel reflect the lives of Pakistani immigrant family and reveal a young superhero whose powers connect to her heritage. Thank you, Marvel and Disney, and most importantly, Miss Marvel. And so, like, this is uh, such an important... It's reaching a whole new audience is what yes. it's doing. Well, that's what the news phase of Marvel's kind of been doing anyway, is that they're they're bringing in other cultures and other... other uh, they're widening widening their audience right yes you know past just the the standard you know wide male ass kicker right it, it, yeah. it's, it's great because like you know they're bringing in like a south asian audience but it's also amazing because uh malala is like a real pakistani hero you know yes. praising yeah a superhero recommend like, looking up her story because it's pretty damn incredible yes honestly um and yeah and that, that's pretty cool that she's finding a you know, a little bit of kinship in that, that show. I, I just can't get into it. I well, you haven't. Tried I haven't tried it. it, but it's just another. It's the idea of trying to get into another Marvel show for me. It's like I, I really. I'm, I'm not going to force you. I'm just going <laughs> to be talking about it every week. I wonder if, like, if the word of mouth were there, the, if if it would pick up a little bit more because, you know, we haven't really reached a a Wandavision kind of hype for no. any of these these. Marvel shows that came after it. I you think know? Loki came close, but it, Mar- not that much. WandaVision was an exciting freaking show to watch. We were so, we were covering it, and we had to make sure to wake up at like 4 a.m. to watch this damn show because as soon as you logged onto to the internet, it, it everybody was already talking about it because everybody woke up the minute that Nothing it, has it, been exciting since then. <laughs> Grace Randolph start, started her 3 a.m. watch-alongs to this, you know, WandaVision, and everybody was just talking about it, and the word of mouth, I think, really increased its viewership and like they had the hype, it had the hype. Well, and then and everybody was speculating every week yeah. about what was going on. And you just it was don't, like, you don't see that for the other ones. And I'm not, I'm not seeing it for Miss Marvel either. Outside which, of my own little bubble and my friends in this bubble who are talking about it, like Ian's covering it for his podcast. For so I, he, yeah, I see Slayer Fest talking about it and people interacting with him. But other than that, I don't see a whole lot of people talking about Miss Marvel, which I think it definitely deserves to be talked about. If you haven't seen it and you're like, oh, I'm kind of off Disney Plus shows at this point, I think that if you're going to come back for a Disney Plus show, it'll be this show. So mm-hmm. I definitely give it high. What are the praise. other ones coming out after this? Is it She Hulk? Um, she Hulk. And then I don't remember after that. I don't either. See, I just I, don't. I even wasn't know. ready to talk about. Stuff Apparently, after this. there are people mad though that she is very different from the comics. So I've been reading a little bit of discourse about that. That she, the Miss Marvel, so that Miss Marvel is super different from the comics. And that I think they changed her powers. Oh, yeah. they changed her powers, but I think it makes sense. They, they changed yeah. it in a way that I think was respectful and made sense. Uh, but I've re- been really liking it. Hmm. Well, I guess we'll see. We'll see yeah. how it ends up. How many episodes is it? Do you know? I think it's going to be six total. Yeah. We also saw Buzz Lightyear last night at the Alamo yes, Draft Lightyear. House. Yeah. yeah. 
I was crying halfway through. It was no twenty minutes in it. He was crying. He's like, oh, he, it was pretty sad. Okay, you should already know. Like spoilers. Um, I, I I loved it. I th- think the cinematography was great. Buzz Lightyear was kind of hot. Honestly, is I'm that considered lie. cinematography? Can you have cinematography in a movie like I, that? I consider it. Okay. I I I, I, th- I think it was great. I think it was set up well. Um, I had a lot of beats that I liked. I do think that I I really liked the story, but I think that this could have been a good second movie. I think that this could have been a good light year two and the light year one could have been about how they got stranded on this yeah. planet. Um, his relationship with um, his best friend and all that stuff. And I think that would have been a really good one. I just was not into this one. I, I didn't, I, it was, it was okay. It was not bad. It was you not, loved socks. Here's the thing is like, it wasn't boring. It was just, I did love socks. I kept leaning over to Alistair and saying that was Brando. Um, but it was just like, I, th- I think you liked it. It's a little dull. Between hating it, disliking it. Li- okay. Liking it and loving it. I think, I think it was just it. fine, but I was never a Buzz Lightyear guy. I was never a Buzz Lightyear kid. I loved Jesse and the roundup crew. Okay. I loved Jesse and bullseye. And that's a movie I want to see. I want to go see, I want to go see the, the, I hope this movie does really well so that they do do a Jesse. <laughs> movie <laughs> Woody's Roundup crew man I'd love to see something well, that that could be a really good Disney Plus show actually I think Chris Evans did pretty well in terms of voicing it oh, like, I thought I so like, too yeah. okay. um, uh, it was a good movie there's there's a, a kiss in there that everybody's like up in arms about and, and they're all saying well we why is there a lesbian we did not kiss? see the lesbian kiss I didn't see the lesbian kiss I don't know where yeah. it was they say like everybody's saying that it's a blink and you miss it kiss um, and I'm thinking maybe we must we have did. blinked at the same time we must have at the exact because same moment for the exact same it. second because I didn't see it, and it seemed like there's a moment where it looks like that's going to happen, and then it doesn't. And so I'm wondering if that was a cutout, but then it doesn't make sense for it to cut it out because Disney's not cutting that scene out. I was upset because I was like, they gave us the wrong version. <laughs> yeah, well, like, what's the version, though? And, like, who made that cut? Can can theaters make a cut to a movie? I wouldn't think so. Well, they came out, you know, saying that they weren't going to make a cut. Yeah. And actually, it was... Uh, banned in 13 countries because, because of the Disney kiss. Yeah, and like, it came in under budget because they wanted it to make around seven seventy million dollars this weekend. Mm. It made about fifty around fifty million dollars oh, this weekend. Oh, that's disappointing. so that yeah. is disappointing. But uh, like we even had our nephew went to go see it and he was bored halfway. He through. got bored halfway through. And so he I loves think that just means it's anything a Toy movie. Story. Yeah, and for me watching it and thinking about Lucas, I don't think I hate to say it, but I don't think it was made as much with kids in mind i don't think so either i think it was more for us and we are not as interested you you are you are but i'm saying our demographic is not as interested i'm wondering i'm wondering i don't i want to say i want to check out the demographics on that but um let us know what else have we been watching um we obi-wan's freaking amazing i I freaking love obi-wan yes we've been really enjoying every oh my gosh they had the the scene with anakin and obi-wan training again and i was like oh my gosh I ship them. That's really nice. Yeah. Um, that's a really good show. I can't you know, wait to finish that one. We have one more episode on that. We have one more episode this week. So weird. It just started. It just started. Well, um, they only did six episodes. Yeah. And then we got movies coming up that I'm really, really excited about. Elvis. I'm so excited for this damn Elvis movie. I love Baz Luhrmann's movies. Um, he did The Great Gatsby. He did Romeo and Juliet. 
which is not my favorite. Movie. I love his work. I just love his work so much. And I'm hoping that Elvis is going to be a freaking wild ride. I've read that it has a mashup of Toxic by Britney Spears and another song like mixed in there. And that just sounds wild to me. If you if you watch The Great Gatsby, they kind of turned the uh, the 20s like flapper music into, into uh, I think Jay-Z took on the score and mm-hmm. the soundtrack for that movie. And it's just like so fun, right? Because it's imaginative. It's, it's, it's uh, you know, it's pretend. It's play. Listen, I love what we're going to say. I was going to say, I'm excited because you're excited. I'm going to be very excited. And I'm hoping it lives up to like what I have. Because I'm really trying not to hype myself up for movies anymore because I start getting disappointed. Uh, and that's been happening a lot lately. Well, we also like religiously stay away from any trailers or like any, Which anything so, at all. Because they start putting out trailers like crazy now. Yeah. And now they're playing like a new Nope trailer in all the theaters. And I have to just like look down and like zone out. Because I don't want any, I don't even want to know what the damn movie's about. There's like three different Thor trailers and like... It's just they start giving away too much, and then by you, you know everything that's going to happen yes. because you've seen the trailer and everything, and the trailer is like pretty much everything in the movie. Um, but I'm really excited for Elvis. I hope it's just freaking wild. You know, these these movies and these TV shows are just our escape. You know, the world oh, yeah. is freaking crazy, man. This It is crazy in this country right now. I love my country. I love it, you know. Um, but... It's got a lot of problems right now, and we are we are more divided than we have ever been, and it's a really dark place to be right now. And it's just I just want to see uh, Britney Spears is toxic in in an Elvis movie. That's all I want to see, right? Um, the Black Phone is also coming out with Ethan mm-hmm. Hawke. Ethan Hawke is superb in any horror movie he ever's in. Um, he's in a movie called Sinister that is just phenomenal. Um, I love Ethan Hawke anyway. I fell in love with Ethan Hawke. Do you want to know what movie I fell in love with him in? Moon Knight. Moon Knight. Moonlight. Moon Knight. Moon Knight? Yeah. Ethan Ho- oh, no, 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 no. He wasn't Moon Knight, wasn't he? Yes, yeah, he was. He's a little creepy. <laughs> He's a little creepy in that one. Um, no, uh, Before Midnight um, or oh Before Sunset. That yes. whole trilogy. I just like, and it's just it's a trilogy sunset. of movies with him and this girl, and they just like walk around and talk, and like you see like a couple hours of their life. And, and it's not scripted either. So basic. It is such a basic premise, and it just is uh, so you, you start it and you're like, I'm gonna hate this. Oh, such, such a good. You such, have such to such watch it. Movies. It is. I'm, I actually want to like get the exact names right because I know it's like. It's I think like, it's before suns. No, before sunset, before sunrise. Sunrise. Uh, it's. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like a before, before sunset. Before bef- a sunset. No, and, before sunrise. Before sunset, and then uh, before midnight or something like that. Is that what you? Is that, you, that, that your that's what final I'm answer? Okay. Yes. Um, it is before sunrise, before sunset, and before midnight. Yes, I got it right. <laughs> Look at that. Look at you, baby. Look at you. If I'm this super, was a game. I'd win. Ethan Hawke, though. I'm a big Ethan Hawke fan now. Stranger uh, Things. Yeah. Str- oh, oh, oh. Stranger Things is coming very fast. I we finished that. We we watched the the, 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 the season of Stranger Volume Things. One of Stranger Things season, season four. four. A little bit later than everybody else, just because the hype. I'm like, ah. Uh. We don't want to hop on that. Honestly, we really, 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 it was the best season of Stranger Things that I've I've watched. Season three, we haven't finished it. So exactly, season three was a a kind of a a drag, a drug a little bit. Yeah, this one was like so good to me. I loved this one, and uh, yeah, season the season four part two is coming out soon, and. Super excited to see We're that. We're psyched. One. I think it's coming out July first. They just released like a preview though, in like Dustin screaming, and I've, everybody's I've like, been everybody's it. like, <laughs> I've, been, I've, I've been avoiding it again. I don't want to see anything. Everybody's like, why is Dustin screaming? What's happening? Like, Steve? Everybody on Twitter is like, Daddy Vecna. I'm like, oh, oh, I don't want it. <laughs> There's a picture of Vecna like the giggling behind the scenes. Have you seen that one? It is no. so funny. It is I, like just, I, I, I just like the uh, the ones of uh, what's gonna what's your song that's gonna pull you out of Vecna's thing. Oh yeah, 
<laughs> it's good. What would be your song to pull you out of Vecna? Oh gosh, this is I, a problem I have with you. Is like I don't exactly know your movies or your music tastes. I don't know it. I I don't know I, what I your favorite say, I'm, song I'm not is. A big music. What's your person? favorite song? Buddy? I, I would always prefer to listen to an audiobook or listen to a podcast over music. Do you have a favorite song? This is this is what happens when I ask him his favorite song. He goes into other things and starts talking about other uh, things. What is your favorite song? Do you have a favorite song? Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Just the Buffy theme song. <laughs> Okay, oh. I'm gonna go with it. I'm um, gonna remember that. Uh, your... or, or, or tobacco and Chanel. Tobacco and Chanel. Yeah. Okay. From the Basilios, I think. Okay. I, I, I've tr I've tried to get you to like it, but I don't think you like it. Um. Okay. Well, what would be your Vecna song? That would it be Tobacco and Chanel? We'll, we'll, would we'll I go play with that, that one? one? We'll go with that one. Um. But no, the song that they do play during the Vecna part. Yes. With, it's uh running up that hill. Running up that hill. Listen, listen, y'all. We are absolutely, admittedly, had never heard it. <laughs> But we, we are, are not obsessed. obsessed. We're like not, everybody else in the world, we're obsessed. We don't get to be the the people who are like, I already knew that song before it even became popular. Oh, you didn't know about running up that hill? Yeah. Well, I already ran up it. I didn't, but it is. I am. Qu I quickly became obsessed with so it. it. It's crazy because this Kate Bush. So, for, uh, from what I've seen, is that um, she's reticent to uh, let media use her songs, but she was already a fan of Stranger Things and they'd already uh, story graphed uh, the parts where they were going to use her, her song and how it was put into um, the actual story. Cause Max who had just lost her brother and running up that hill is like talking about like taking somebody else's place yeah. and she's going through the trauma. Can I read a couple of lyrics going. real quick? Yes. Okay. I, I, I think the lyrics are what really got me, right? Um, I'm just, how about I read uh just the chorus, I guess. The chorus is just really good, right? Yeah. It's really catchy, and it's different. And it's like, I think they made in the article that you sent me, uh, she mentions that back then, it was different than anything that was being put out at that moment. And like now, it's still different, different. than anything that's out there. So it's a, it's pretty unique in that way. Um, if only I could make a deal with God, and I'd get him to swap our places, be running up that road, be running up that hill, be running up that building, say, if I could only owe... Yeah, I mean that's just such a like it's such a simple chorus and so amazing at the same time, and there's just so much in there. Like if you are a person who likes to go through poetry and and analyze it, and you know that's just like gold. And, and, and you there. can see how it's integral for the storyline, mm -hmm. especially of Max's character and her not being able to like save her brother. Yeah, and so I, I, I really liked it. I really liked how they wove it into the story. Um, and so because of this, uh, like Kate Bush is like all surprised that it's the, the number one song in the world right now. Uh, thanks to stranger things. Um, it's the number one most streamed song in the world at, at 57 million streams. As of last time I looked at, uh, looked it up, I think it was for a BBC article and then number one on several country charts in addition to the UK, uh, chart. And this is, oh, so it went number one in the, in the UK. What is yes. it in the U S do you know? It's it was it's in the top ten. Mm. I think it was eight last time time I checked. But so this is her second time being number one in the UK, and the break between the two number ones is forty four years. So she got number one for her song "Wuthering Heights" uh, forty four years ago, and now she's getting number one again for this one. And it's interesting because this is also the first time she's been in the top ten in the U.S. U.S. Billboard Hot one hundred number four for running up that okay. hill. Top okay. ten. No, number four, approaching number one, and it's interesting because I didn't I didn't know this until now. But for older songs, for 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 newer songs, they count one hundred streams as a purchase for uh, all these charts. Yeah. But for older songs, they count two hundred streams as a purchase 
um, for the song, so it takes longer for the older songs to get up. Yeah. Unless the label decides to reset the song if there's been enough time between the songs. And so the label decided to reset the song. Did they so now really? now counts as 100 streams, and so it really helped boost it as well. That is pretty incredible, honestly. Yeah. And I guarantee she is collecting a fat check I hope so. on this I song. I hope so. Because I think she produced it and came up with it and wrote it. A songwriter, Kate Bush, producer, Kate Bush. She did the yeah. whole damn thing. That is how, you know why Mariah Carey is so damn rich? It's because she wrote all of her freaking music, mm-hmm. right? Put a writing credit on that shit. You're going to be collecting Beyonce checks. puts writing credits on every single... We're not talking about it. Let's not do this. Wait, what? I love her, and we're not going to trash Beyonce right now. No, I was going to say she puts a writing credit on every single song that she puts out. There's a lot of controversy about that. And so? Changing a word and putting a writing credit well, on Well, she's about song. to put out an album, so... And it- <laughs> Uh, it's just really cool for Kate Bush, and I hope she's getting she's getting super rich off this song. You know, um, I hope so too. I wonder how much how much money she's like getting. I would like her to like post one of her checks on like Instagram or something. She's not gonna do that. I she seems she like would. a kind of private person. I just want to do that. Just do it. So do it. I don't know. Hey, you know what? Maybe she put on another album if you want. There you go. There you I, go. We need to check out her other songs too. Wuthering Heights was her other big song. She does have other music, and like we've only played this one. Yeah, <laughs> we, we, we need to check out. It her came. Other this one. was on the Wuthering Heights album, right? I think so. Yeah. I don't think so. Actually, I don't know. Hold on. Don't don't Sir. Don't, don't quote me on that one. Um Hounds of Love album, sorry. Hounds of Love. Hey buddy. He like sits on his and just like looks up at us. Sometimes have you ever seen us looking off camera and just looking at the floor? He's like sitting there staring at us because he, he just, he just is wants to be starved for attention. I think we're gonna get him a chair for the center and just have <laughs> let him sit here and we'll get him a little coffee cup. We'll we'll get him a little mic too. A little mug. Yeah. All right guys, we're kinda of coming to the to the end of our time together for this episode, but we thought we'd do a little bit of something fun. I am a a an amateur Collector? Collector of dolls. And a lot of the doll channels that I follow on, I love watching people unbox dolls, right? All the dolls that I would like just won't have. I just, I, I love people unboxing dolls. Um, and there, a lot of them will make like little sets and little like storefronts and stuff like that. And so they always use mini brands from like Target and they're just so cool. And so we've never opened one and we really want to open one. And we saw them at Target today. So we're going to, we're going to do that today. Um, so on, well, if you're going to try to be very verbal about like what we're, we're saying, well, I guess I, I might just like cut this part out of the, the audio episode. You think so? uh, yeah. And then if you're listening on podcast, format, treat. just go over to, uh, Sometimes we have little like video stuff um, that you can go over to the the video version of this, and if you want to watch us kind of unbox this thing, I'm gonna cut it because I don't want you seeing the, Here, me. No, actually, just take this one. I don't need. I don't have any nails, y'all. So my first. Let's just go at the same time, okay? We'll do okay. each of ours at the same time, kind of save a little bit of time. Uh, I got a. It's just like a box. It's a Mickey Mouse kitchen set, but I'm guessing there's no Mickey Mouse kitchen set in here. Is it, there's no, like, you can't view it? Hold on. There better be a damn kitchen set in this. Oh, there. Uh, what is that? Oh, son <laughs> of a bitch. They, there is no kitchen set. It feels like it. They just put a little, like, like a cardboard in there, so it feels like something's that's in there. Our, that's I don't a, like that one. Yeah. It looks like a damn cereal box. I got a C-3PO. Is it gold? So, it is gold. Mm. Do you see it? Okay, let's do the next one. My first one was a dud. So far, not impressed. Let's do Ready? it. I'm liking it. <gasps> Freak, yeah, man. I got a freaking Jesse. A Jesse? You were just talking about Jesse. <laughs> Woody's Roundup, okay? Give me this spinoff right here. I love these things. Okay, perfect. I got a really small uh, Snow White, I think, as a child. Oh, that's cute. If you get an aerial, I'd like an aerial. Might display an aerial. 
Should we make a storefront like the doll collector, the doll video makers I'll, do? I'll put, I have actually I have a bookcase right here. You do? Oh my gosh! We'll, put, we'll, we'll Alistair, start putting it, it on the bookcase. Give it to me. Okay. Open your next one because I can already open one. Oh, you did? Yeah. Oops. What is that? Uh, don't. Oh, it's like a Walkman. It's a Princess Walkman. I got a Buzz Lightyear. So I have a Buzz Lightyear. Look at that. That's perfect for this episode, too. And a Jesse. I got both of these. Make sure you're showing the camera. Oh, yeah. I got a a walk man or walk woman princess. It's cute. All right. Next one. Is this four or five? I think this is... Oh, gosh. Four. This is four. Four. Okay. This is fun. (gasps) I think these are rare. I don't think they're worth anything, but it's a gold Buzz Lightyear. And I think these are like, I saw a, a little like paper that said that they have like a gold series yes. that are, are limited. I feel like they're limited, but they'd be easier to make, right? I've looked at them on YouTube and I'm like, or on, on eBay and I'm like, um, what if I found all the gold? You are going to be, be so jelly of what I got. Is it Ariel? No. What is it? It's Darth Vader. <gasps> Son of a Don't bitch. hurt it. I want this. I'll trade you my no. Mickey Mouse kitchen set. You can keep your Mickey Mouse kitchen set. <laughs> okay. Last one. Ready? Ready. Snow White. Oh, now we got two. Yeah. <laughs> Joy. I got the, uh, gosh, what is it called? The, the Claw. The Aliens, yeah. The Claw Aliens. The Claw. That's what he does. That's what and then we have a, a. He's looking at us opening all the toys. Oh, he's like he's super like, excited about it. He's like, oh, we should have included him in this one. <laughs> he's like, which one's for me? He's like, I want it too. Um, yeah, and then they have a paper with all the things that you can get in it. So you can get all of the Disney princesses. I'd like to get Ariel. And then they have uh, the entire gold series. They have they have a bunch of Marvel ones. The Marvel ones would have been cool. They have Thor's hammer. Um, <gasps> they have Black Widow. I want Black Widow. Oh my gosh, I would love Black Widow. This was fun. And I want a bullseye. I want a bullseye with my Jesse. Okay. So it doesn't really fit on does my I know it thing. doesn't. But does it sound bad that I want to do more of these? I think I'm addicted. I kind of really like them too. <laughs> and then we can just like, I think that these would be really good stocking stuffers. <gasps> For like all the kids. Oh yes, my gosh. Your really family, especially stuffers. with all of our nieces mm-hmm. and nephews, they would go wild over this. They would. They would. They, they'd go crazy. I'm going to give Giselle these. I'm going to give Giselle like five of them. She'd be like, what? If you drink. That was such a great show, guys. Thank you so much for checking in with us. <laughs> loved it. <laughs> we loved it. We had a fantastic show. Um, uh, if you've enjoyed this episode, as always, uh, make sure to leave us a comment and a like down below. Comment uh, what song from the past that you think should make a resurgence and come back to number one. Um, and please leave us some five stars on Spotify and Apple Podcasts yes. and a review. We love any type of feedback. It just really, the, the point is it, it pushes us and it, it gets us a little bit more of an audience. It gets people, us good in the algorithm. There's people have you know we'll have more of a chance of seeing our podcast which we're super proud of um if we have more ratings and stuff like that and after the last one y'all freaking rocked it man like y'all thank you so much 32 to like 47 48 40 i, th- 40, I don't know maybe, maybe i said that wrong it's a lot maybe of it was wishful thinking. by the I end of summer i'd like 100 
Ooh. Ooh, 100 ratings. We're going to check it at the end of summer. It's going to be 49. I think that's in September. <laughs> September September's the end of summer, right? Um, we hope this episode has been really nice for, you, for your Monday morning, too. It's going to be a great week. You know, it's going to be a fantastic week. This week is you're going to something's coming to you that you deserve, you love. I wish I was like one of those influencers that could like spray you and like pull some, like breathe. Okay, breathe out, breathe in, pulling the negative energy, checking your, your aura. I do like that. Oh, I always follow them and I breathe too. To my screen, I'm like, oh. I always follow it. So sending good vibes. <laughs> Bug us. Adios. <laughs>